Hey guys, Don Myers here, and you are listening to Postgrad Radio. Hey guys, what is up? What's up? I'm super excited for you to listen to this second episode. I'm officially obsessed with podcasting as if I wasn't enough before, but making your own is just, it's on a new level because I'm getting the chance to hear and share people's stories that I never thought I would hear and that you guys probably would have never heard. And it's just super cool and I really like it. And I just like that it's not all my voice because I get really tired of hearing my own voice on here. So I just like that other people are able to get the chance to to talk and just share stuff. So yeah. Um, of course, I love talking about business and starting a business, but I really also love where these conversations go and just the cool tangents that happen um, throughout. I feel like that makes it more human and just more relatable to me and to you guys. And also, I've had so many people reach out to me about being on the podcast or recommending someone else to be on the podcast, which is so freaking cool. I mean, that just shows that You just take a step in the direction you feel like you should be going and then doors start opening up and I I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in the next month, the next year, but I just think it's cool that so much has already started to happen and the wheels are starting to turn just one episode in. That's just so cool. And that means there's going to be a lot more episodes, so I'm not going anywhere. So for today's episode, I talk with Taylor Booth the founder of Jade Fur Co., an amazing jewelry brand that is based here in Portland. She sells the most beautiful pieces. She's actually a trained silversmith. And if you don't know what that is, we'll get more into that in the episode. And she's grown her business from the ground up like me. So it was super cool and fun to compare experiences. And just to talk about how she started Jade Fur Co., what kind of motivated her to do that, being a trained silversmith, and how she makes her jewelry, which is probably more complicated than you probably think. How to save thousands of dollars on a wedding ring. You guys will actually die when you hear how much it costs to make a wedding ring as opposed to what they sell it for in retail. It's just nuts. And friendships when starting a business and friendships that kind of develop when you start doing your own thing and how valuable they are. Having a side hustle to fund a small business. And so, yeah, I think you guys will really like this episode. So just sit back, relax, plug in your headphones, and enjoy. All right, Taylor. Hello. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight and doing a makeshift happy hour. Yes, we have wine. We have wine, so if this gets a little crazy, you know why. (laughs) Um, okay, so I just kind of want to go right into this, and we've already had this conversation a few times just about our backgrounds and how she got started, but I would love if you could share, kind of starting from college, because we went to high school together, so I Mm -hmm. sort of know where you were until you went off to college. Right. So, where'd you go to college, and how was that experience for you? Um, so I actually experienced several colleges. <laughs> I couldn't really make up my mind for a while. Um, but I started off uh, community college and I transferred to PSU and I am still just a year short of my degree. Um, 
I have never been necessarily a school person yeah. or academically inclined, I would say. Yeah. And unfortunately, we kind of live in a world where you're, you don't feel you can succeed unless you are academically inclined. It bugs the crap out of yeah, me. Yeah, and that's not the case. You yeah. know, there can be so many different ways that you can succeed in your life that don't have to do with that. So mm-hmm. I forced the school thing for a while. Yeah. And um, I've always been a crafter. Like, I've always yeah. just loved making things. I never really thought I had a niche in a sense that I could go to, like, an art school mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm not a I feel like it's frowned upon, too. Yeah. You know, people and, aren't like, oh, go to art school. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, like, this, like, painter or, like, yeah. a drawer. So I was always, like, you know, I just like to, like, make yeah. little things. Like, where could that fit, you know? And so I just totally nixed that. And, um, but while I was in college, I obviously was very broke. So whenever I had gifts to give, I always just made stuff. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I loved making was jewelry. So I was always making my friends jewelry, always making my family jewelry. And it wasn't until someone finally was like, hey, like, have you ever thought about selling this? When I thought, oh, that's a good idea. Like, why not give that a go? Yeah. And so I just kind of started making jewelry and had a lot of it. And it wasn't until... um, I was gifted with a really amazing opportunity to work under a second-generation metalsmith that I kind of took my craft to a new level. I and love that part of the story. Yeah. Because it's so unique. It, it Not was, many people get that experience. No, and it was something I couldn't turn down. And at the time, it was like, you know, I was going to school and working full-time, mm-hmm. and now I was trying to learn this new trade, and it wasn't. A, it was too much. I had to kind of pick, and my heart was so into metalsmithing. I was yeah. like, you know what, I'm just going to, like leave school behind for a second and just see where this takes me. And that was truly like the best thing I ever did for myself. What were you studying in school? Um, environmental science and zoology. Okay. I I wasn't really sure I wanted, what I wanted to do with it, but the environment has always really interested me and I love yeah. animals and yeah. I hate the idea that it's kind of all going to shit. So yeah, I really wanted is. to like, I don't know, like get a degree in something where maybe I can make a difference even in the smallest way. And it was interesting to me, which Mm -hmm. was, I couldn't find that, like, Mm -hmm. I hate math, you know, I couldn't do any of that. But all of the classes that kind of embodied the environment and animals was actually, I wanted to be in the class. So I was like, you know, if I'm paying for my own education, I might as well be learning about something that I actually care about and want to do. Um, And it's not to say I wouldn't go back and do that still. Mm -hmm. I might try to do more like a business degree now that I have my own business Mm -hmm. because sometimes I'm like, I don't like what am I doing yeah yeah Yeah. you just gotta learn the hard way I feel like I've learned so many things the hard way Mm -hmm. I'm just like kicking myself for some of the things I've done yeah yeah then you really learn you know sometimes you have to take the hard route too in order to get somewhere that you want to be yeah and and that's okay you know and I'm okay with that I might have to work a little harder because I don't have that foundation Mm -hmm. but I'm willing to do that because now I'm doing something where waking up every morning happy like I just love it you know I love my days I love my Mondays yeah and it's so I hate when people say they dread Mondays I do too that's such a pet peeve of mine I think every week you know day you shouldn't just live for the weekend I know you should love every day that you're living otherwise what's the point I totally agree yeah but I feel like most people our age don't feel like they deserve to enjoy Mondays no they have to start at the bottom of the totem pole yes well again it's just this conditioning we get you know it's like you work 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 and one day you hope and then when you're 70 you can go to the Bahamas you can go to the Bahamas like (laughs) I don't want to be in a swimsuit in the Bahamas when I'm 70 you know I want to be doing that now (laughs) like yeah exactly so did your parents support you throughout the whole journey or were they ever questioning why you were doing what you were doing 
Yeah, so my dad, I think because my dad never finished college, mm-hmm. he always just really wanted my brother and I to do that. It was mm-hmm. something I think he always regretted, and he's always said that he has to, like, work that much harder because mm-hmm. he never got a degree. Um, my mom is, like, the most beautiful butterfly. She's just, yeah. like, you know, do whatever my mom is you too. want. Like, <laughs> whatever you love to do, she supports me in everything. Yeah. But um, I think my dad's just more critical in the sense that mm-hmm. he always wants me to be okay. And yeah. he wants me to create a future for myself. But once he saw how much I loved it and mm-hmm. he actually saw the response I was getting and how much it's just grown, now he's full board yeah. and is super supportive That's and loves so cool. it. I think at first he was just, like, yeah still finish your degree and then yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, and, yeah. and I agree to a certain extent, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's important to have that. And mm-hmm. I, I hope to do that and finish it, but I just had to do where my heart was telling me. And that oh, was yeah. where my heart was at. And I think, I can't remember where I heard this, but someone was saying how right now is the time for creatives and for small businesses yes, and stuff. It totally because is. now we're getting away from the mainstream mm-hmm. companies and the mainstream things. And we're getting into more like niche markets and so I think that's really important to, to just notice how the market's changing. Like, your yes. dad might not notice that's where everyone is buying their things on Etsy or yes. on small business websites. People love handcrafted things. Yeah. It is a movement, and it's huge. It's like the whole customization thing. Yes. Same with phones and everything. It's and all about customization. I don't think it's going to go away. No. I think people are tired of working under someone. People want to be mm-hmm. their own bosses, and people want to make their own way, and people want to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the same traditional sense that you work your life away you know I Mm -hmm. think people it's like and the way I've looked at it is why not create something where I never have to retire yeah I want because I like to work I don't know about you but yeah you know like yeah I don't ever want to retire from this I want it to be a life not a a job but a a career that I love and that I grow with you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and I think that is what I was looking for and Mm -hmm. so happy to have found and I was just I just saw something where uh, bosses and stuff are, are thinking that millennials are really hard to employ mm-hmm. for, I didn't read the whole article, so I'm not sure the reasons they give, but I'm assuming they think we're lazy yes. or unmotivated or yes. distracted. But if you think okay. about it, you want to nourish the, the creative spirit mm-hmm. and the workplace or a lot of workplaces just don't do that. And so that's why they're getting these people who aren't really yeah, I caring think about what they're doing. there's this really negative connotation with our generation yeah. and our laziness just because we're not wanting to sit in a desk for nine hours a day and mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case mm-hmm. I think that people are just open-minded enough and willing enough to create their own way even if it's hard mm-hmm. and I don't think that's something to have a negative feel about yeah I think it's okay you know it's really cool and I just think it's hard for older generations to wrap their minds around that and that's okay because, again, they are conditioned to feel, mm-hmm. you know, have been brought up to feel that way. Totally different. And I think just our generation is finally like, no. No. We want to do something <laughs> different. You yeah. Know? We want to make an impact. We yeah. want to grow something that helps grow ourselves in return. Yeah. And I think that that's something that should be, you know, cuddled and, and yeah. loved. And that's yeah. okay, you know? I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you know where Matt, Matt Sorensen is working? No. Shout out to Matt Sorensen if you're listening. Matt Sorensen. But he works, I think it's called Native, and they, what I read is that they only hire millennials or younger people, Mm -hmm. and then it's like a hub. It's like a think tank of just millennials, and they can kind of have freedom to do whatever they want and plan all these things. cool. Yeah, and it's like, that's the kind of stuff we need. I feel like if you want to get results... Selling things or marketing to people our age, you need people our age. Cause well, I'm so sure different. there will be a lot more of that. You know, yeah. I think companies are going to realize 
that they need the young, wild, creative spirits in there in order to feel it because we Mm -hmm. are who are buying now. You know, we are that Mm -hmm. generation. We're the ones that you need to market towards. Oh, yeah. And so you have to have someone that thinks alike Mm -hmm. or else that doesn't work. Yeah. So kind of going off that, do you find it hard to tell other people what you're, when they ask, what are you doing? Or like people that you see from high school or just people that are like, oh, so what are you doing now? Because I, no, I find, I literally loathe that question. People like, oh, so what are you doing? I just cringe because I know if I tell them, it always sounds less than what it actually is. Mm -hmm. So how do you respond to people who kind of just brush it off or don't really take it seriously, your job? Well, I think at first it was hard because I was such an amateur. Mm -hmm. So, like, I couldn't, I didn't feel like my product spoke for what I hoped it would be. Yeah. I think now it's so much easier because I really just have to show people and it's like I'm creating things that kind of speak for themselves. But I just try not to even pay mind to it because it's like, you know we all have our own journey and we all move at our own pace and Mm -hmm. sure my resume might not be as long or as strong as another person's, but I believe in what I'm doing. And I think that ultimately like that's all that matters is just truly believing in what you're doing. Yeah. Always. I totally agree. Yeah. And I just, today something came up where I got a bunch of LinkedIn notifications for some re- reason or another, and I just got really turned off by LinkedIn all of a sudden, because I'm just like, I don't, I'm like more than my resume, and I feel mm-hmm. like, a, like a lot of people our generation feel that way too, is you're more than your resume, and more than just going out and networking just to network and be a business person. I love business, and I love my major and stuff, but I just, the whole concept of having a full resume and networking with higher-ups and just that whole hierarchy just drives me crazy like I just want to rebel against it well I just think it's wild that anyone can think that a few pieces of paper can describe the complexity that is you yeah you know I've always felt that you know I could turn in a resume but if that person met me it would be completely different oh yeah and I think that's, like, I, I could never put myself on a piece of paper. Yeah. And I've always thought, I'm like, my resume would look so, like, yeah. you know, but I don't think you should be judged off that. No, not at all. I don't think all. it's the way it should go. No, not at all. I agree. So, okay, I know you mentioned one time that at a market or a few markets, people would walk up and be like, oh, I could make that. Or, yeah. I could do that. So, mm-hmm. okay, walk us through the process of what it what it's like to make your jewelry and the process you go through, because I don't think a lot of people realize what it takes to make like nice jewelry and not just yeah. made in China. Totally. So explain the difficulty so people know. don't think they can just do it on their own. Definitely. So yeah, I do get that. And yeah. there's and there's a difference between buying a pendant and putting it on a chain mm-hmm. and doing what I do, which I think that people don't understand. And people mm-hmm. also I don't think like again understand how from base one I go forming all my yeah. jewelry. So I just buy my my silver, like, and I buy it in sheets or in wire or whatever form I want to do mm-hmm. it. Um, my dad owns pawn shops, so I've been blessed with that, so I can get a lot of my silver through him. And I literally form it from scratch to what I want it to be. I have to form it to the stone, to the shape of the stone. I have to use my torch, and I have to solder all the seams together, Dang. and I have so to... So you wear, like, gloves and goggles yeah. and stuff? Well, I, I should. I'm really <laughs> bad about my safety equipment, and that's only because the guy I learned under, he didn't wear any, so yeah. now... how old was he? Was he... How um, long has he been doing it? He like, like, 50, so he learned how to metalsmith at the age of six. His, what? His father was a metalsmith. 
And so he, I was taught very classically yeah. how to metalsmith, and I've really taken it and made it into my own because yeah. I, you have to have a style. And he is a metalsmith in the sense that he repairs jewelry. Oh. So he doesn't create his own. Yeah. He doesn't have that creativity, like, uh-huh. to create his own, and he even said that to me. And so that was the huge difference between us and why I decided to kind of yeah. put ways with him and build my own studio was because... I didn't want to work under a jeweler and just fix someone yeah. else's jewelry. Yeah. I wanted to create my own jewelry. Yeah. And so there was a big difference in that. Um, but yeah, I, I literally from scratch make all my pieces, especially my rings. My rings are really like yeah. my forte and something I love yeah. because I've worn, I mean, anyone that's known me since I was a kid, yeah. I've worn silver rings since 10 years old. And yeah, like, I'm looking at you off. now, and you have, like, yeah. several on every finger. All the time. I yeah. used to wear them, like, literally on every single finger. Yeah. And I used to wear this silver necklace that had, like, charms, and every charm represented someone important in my life. Oh, my And gosh. I never took it off, ever. So, it's had a really special place <coughs> in my heart mm-hmm. since I was so young, and I think that's why a lot of times when I tell people, they're like, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it makes sense for you to be yeah. doing that. And I just finally got to the point where I was like, how could I, I want to learn how to make that. Yeah. I wear them all the day, every day. Yeah. I want to learn, how to, I want to make my own, yeah. you know? And, um, I forgot what we were talking about, kind of. <laughs> how you make it. Okay. <laughs> it's so, the wine. Right. It's, it's, it's the wine. It's the wine. Um, so, yeah. So, I just, I take some plain silver mm-hmm. and I just build it into whatever You'd I You like, want. heat it in torches. Yes. So, and... I have a torch and I use a flame to mm-hmm. heat it down. I use solder to melt it. Mm-hmm. I have to form it to it. I have to shine it up. I have to set the stones in it. And um, then I have to use, like, it's called, like, a bezel kind of smusher is what I call it. I don't really a know smusher. what it's called. Or technical. Yeah, technical. And I like form the metal to fit around the mm-hmm. stone to f- make it secure. So it doesn't there. fall off. We were talking the other day about cheap stuff and yes. cheap jewelry yeah. and how much it bugs us when mm-hmm. things break and yeah. how we would feel bad if a customer got like a shitty product. Yes. And, but that is also like, I still, things still break, you know? Yeah. But, like, I think that's also another fantastic part about when people buy jewelry from me is they can, they know who it comes from. So Mm -hmm. they can contact me anytime Mm -hmm. it breaks or anything and I'll always repair it or, you know, obviously certain circumstances Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I'll charge a little bit for a repair or something. Yeah. It's like, I'm hard on stuff. So I know that like I actually break things. So, um, but I think that's again, another thing that people love about things being handmade is, you know, where it comes from. You know who to contact if you want another one. You know? It means so much more, I think, mm-hmm. when you know, like, who made it. Yeah. It's hands not, touching again, it. it's not just shipped from China. China. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm chilling here in Newburgh, Oregon, <laughs> making that kind of stuff, so. That's so funny. So, okay, kind of leaning towards finances. So, for me, funding a startup was, it means you have to grow really um, slowly, at least that's what I've gone from yeah. it. So how did you sort of <clears throat> get your finances together? Because I'm not a finance person. I hate accounting and all that. So how right. did you figure out how much you could spend and how you're going to fund it and the side hustle mm-hmm. and all of that? I'm still learning. Yeah. So I still have, like, a side job. Yeah, like, same. I am not 100% full yeah. jewelry yet. I'm really close, but yeah. this has been a year. I mean, it's a year and a half. I've Which is not long it. at all, no. if you think about it. Um, luckily, again, I'm really fortunate because I can get my medal for a very cheap, mm-hmm. which has been, like, a saving grace. Mm-hmm. But I just, I've always been really good about saving. Yeah, so that's when good. It, when it came to actually building my studio, it's a pretty mm-hmm. penny to build, to get all my the I equipment bet. that I have. 
And so I just had already had enough saved and it was Mm -hmm. hard for me to spend it, but I knew it'd be an investment Mm -hmm. that would pay off. And really I'd say, um, the first time I actually saw like dollar signs was my first, uh, Portland night market. Yeah, you told me about that. You yes, have to tell them which what is that a is. Fantastic it market. Awesome. It's my favorite market that I do, and I've done lots of them. Um, and it's in the city liquidators building in downtown Portland. Mm-hmm. And it's this huge nighttime market, tons of breweries, food carts. Mm-hmm. I mean, every local vendor you could think of it has to be handcrafted and locally made in order That's for you so to have cool. a booth there. And my dad saw it on Facebook and was like, Tay, like let's do it. Let's see like where you could take it, you know, like, let's see if this would work. And (coughs) I literally sold out at that market. That's so cool. I made all this money and was just like, this is it. Like, and like, it was this like reassurance that I got from like the response that Mm -hmm. I got from people where I was like, okay, like I could do this. I could make this a career and this could be my future and how awesome, you know? And just the confidence you get from the response. It's just like, nothing's better than that. There's nothing better than getting a good response from a customer. Because you put your heart into these things and people don't always realize that. So even just someone saying like, that's beautiful. Like it's like, Thank you. Like, that's, <laughs> thank you very much. Like, and so I think that after the Portland night market and I had a, a bit of cushion, mm-hmm. I was like, all right. So I started, you know, buying more metal, buying more rocks, going to gem fairs and, you know, yeah. actually spending money and buying bulk things mm-hmm. and keeping up with my markets. It's been, it's been great. I've mm-hmm. been able to actually, like, I actually am finally like spending some of my money that yeah. I make, which is like. Yeah. This crazy idea I know. as a, you know, business owner. Yeah. Because you put crazy. it all back in. Oh, yeah. You know? you put, without even thinking, it's not even a question yeah. of what you're going to do with it. You just, you yeah, you know where it goes. And you're like, I'm not going to be, like, spending this. But yeah. I have finally gotten to the point where I'm actually, like, starting to enjoy the money I'm making that's, from it. See, yeah, which that's is awesome. fantastic. <laughs> I still, my nails are super long. I refuse to go get them done. Yep. Like, I haven't gotten a haircut in no, months. No, you sacrificed. I haven't gone to the dentist. I really need to do that. Yeah. It's just, like, these no. things, I'm like, you know what? I can wait. It can wait mm-hmm. until later. And then once you get there, though, you're like, victory. Yes. Like, I'm on top of the world. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't wait for that day. I think it goes back to just do what you can with what you have. Yes. And that's something that I've lived by because I wanted to start, I've wanted to do a lot of things over the years, but last year I I started designing a whole fitness wear line and then I talked to a, uh, some lady who works with manufacturers in Sri Lanka and stuff and I mean you have to buy in a bulk, so a thousand, two thousand pieces, Mm -hmm. you know, per size or whatever Mm -hmm. and I'm just thinking, what where with what money? And with see, what with money? That, and it's it's so much harder. Yeah, it's been nice because with mine I can go as fast as I want. You yeah, know, I can be yeah. as big as. But something like clothing is just like oh crazy. Like I couldn't crazy. imagine like because you do you yeah. have to buy so much of it in order for it to be cost effective. Yeah, and that's like totally. impossible. No, I I immediately nixed that after yeah, a while. You're I was like, like that's you know not what? Happening. And. I mean, that's just the thing with certain ideas. They'll come and go, mm-hmm. and some will stick, and some won't. And yeah. that's what I was talking to Christina about last week is just, you have a lot of really good ideas and a lot of creativity, but mm-hmm. it's it's the right one will start to stick. And yeah. then you sort of, you can't force it, though. And I think a lot of people think, I need to find my passion. I need to find this one thing, and then I'll be an entrepreneur, and then I'll start my business. Like, just settle down and, and think about what you like to do, and then start doing a little bit of it, and then it'll stick. And then you can move from there, but See, you can't force it. I get that so often where people are like, 
I don't have anything I'm, like, good at. Yes, I, don't I get that all the time. It's like, and I'm too old. It's like, are you kidding? No. Like, you think I was, like, coming out of the womb beating stuff? Like, no. Like, I had no idea what I was going to do. <laughs> like, I had no idea. Like, it was all no. confusing. It's yeah. like, it just, this opportunity fell on my lap, and I, yeah. and I took it, and I seized it, and I ended up being good at it, but that yeah. wouldn't have always been the case. I no. could have hated it. Yeah. I could have been scared of fire. I don't yeah. know, you know? Right. But, yeah. like, I ended up now. loving it, and you're never... I hate this idea that we have to be 18 years old and know exactly what we want yes. to do. And do. It's like, you have your whole life. You no. might not find it until you're 45. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, do exactly. it then, you know? Yeah, you always matter. have time to be happy and you always have yeah. time to start your life. I love it's it. It's never too late to start your life, I don't think. I just, I feel fortunate to have found it at my age, yeah. you know? It's awesome because I can go forward mm-hmm. loving life and doing what I'm doing, but... You know, I don't think you're ever too old, and I think that everyone can find it, and you can't force it. It's true. No, yeah, you it just can't comes it. to you. Yeah, you know, and you have to allow it though. Be yeah. open to it, and you have to really love it because you're gonna be doing it all day, every day. If you do make it a career, like you wake up and you're thinking about jewels, yes, and you yeah. go to sleep, and you're I dream from, about rocks. Yeah, that's yeah, like <laughs> yeah. you have to like you can't force it because you'll get burned out definitely so fast. Totally, it's again, and you know, and I I did think about it for a long time. Like, is this really what I want to do? But like, sure shit it is like yeah. I love it you know yeah. I think about it all the time and it's not annoying to me yeah. it's something that I love doing and mm-hmm. and I hope that everyone can find that because mm-hmm. it's seriously the most rewarding thing mm-hmm. in the world and I think it can change too uh so if like your passion today you might add on to it in five years yeah. and then end up doing something similar but a little different a so because sometimes I'll get in my head and think do I want to do what I'm doing now forever and then I think well I want to do it for now so I'll just do it now and then yeah. I'll deal with Five years later, in five years. Everything can grow and evolve. Yeah. So even if you don't if you don't end with what you started with, yeah. you still were meant to start with that to get where you're going. Yeah, and you, know? you can you probably evolved so much since you started, because mm-hmm. I know I have in just a yes. few months. I'm yeah. like, I think back to where I started, and I'm like, oh my gosh. When I see friends and family wearing stuff that I used to make them, I literally make them take it off. I'm like, I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm redoing that. Like, don't wear that. That's, like, not okay. Like, I'm like, I can't believe I used to give people that stuff, you know? Like, I can't oh, even gosh. believe how much I've grown as an artist in just mm-hmm. a year or so. Who knows what I'll be doing in five, yeah. but, yeah. you know, I love it, so I yeah. just hope to always love it. That's all you hope for. Oh, yeah. I mean, kind of going off that, what do you see yourself doing in, like, a year? Not even five years, just, like, a year, do you know? Like, how, how big do you want to grow it, ideally? So, this is honestly what I'm really struggling with, because mm-hmm. I do think that within the year, I'm going to have to make a serious decision on where I want this to go, and it's really hard because I'm a one-woman show, and... Yeah. When people think of handcrafted things, like, I think that they always want me to be making it. Yeah. But I'm worried about the demand and, like, not being able to keep up with it because I always want it to be handcrafted. I can cast certain designs and do that, but then it's not me physically making it Mm -hmm. the whole time. And I don't know how I like that idea. Yeah. It's more like, do I want to take it in a sense of, you know, hiring (coughs) people, teaching them basic designs, teaching them my metalsmithing designs. Yeah. just growing it through employees, but always teaching them hand-on and so mm-hmm. that it's always handmade yeah. because people are hand-making it, even if it doesn't necessarily come directly for me. You know, maybe having a specialty line that's always made by me, yeah, you know, yeah. eventually. Um, but I think what I always – I always built this wanting to um, grow it online primarily because yeah. I really like the idea of being able to travel and making mm-hmm. jewelry. I want this to be – something that helps fuel my creativity. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like 
traveling and seeing the world is only going to make me grow as an artist. Mm -hmm. So I think in the next year, I want to find a way to be able to travel and still have it going. Yeah, because, okay, talk about how you want to get different gems from different places. That was so cool. So I always have dreamt of it being like, you know, this week I'm in Thailand. And this is my Thailand collection with the different stones I've found there. Even if I can't make them until I'm home, you know, I've always thought of kind of growing it in that sense of, wherever I'm at, collecting things there, and then having those be my inspired pieces from yeah. wherever I'm at around yeah. the world. And I still would love to do that one day. That would be so cool. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really awesome. And going back to the whole hiring other people, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think you you can build a brand that's really personal yeah. so that no matter who's making it, it's personal. Yes, you know? and, and I hope to do So, again, it's just how I want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do hope to, like, do something yeah. of that sort. yeah. So, okay, what does a typical day look like for you? I'm always curious to Ooh. ask people that. Well, really, it depends how early I want to start my day. Yeah, but, um, which I love. Yeah, I love right? I love the options. Yeah. But um, I am a personal assistant on the side. Mm-hmm. So um, Monday through Friday, I do that for a few hours a day. Mm-hmm. And so, for who? Uh, for Carrie Sobel, and she works for Nike. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, and she's a great family friend, and I enjoy her. She's yeah. a great boss. Um, and so uh, I, you know, wake up. I try to wake up around, like, 8 or 9-ish mm-hmm. in the morning. And um, I go do things for her, and then I just usually roll into my studio. And however late I want to work or however long I want to work. Mm-hmm. My studio is in my dad's, one of my dad's shops. So it's kind of fun because I get to work with him. And yeah, so that's really cool. Him, I'll go bug him when I'm, like, you know, a little drained or whatever. <laughs> yeah. or getting hot up there. You guys probably got really close when yeah, that happened. Yeah, we have. And it's hard because him and I battle. We're just different thinkers yeah. completely. Um, yeah. And, but this has kind of been the shared love that we've been able to do because That's really cool. he's so excited for me that, yeah. and he's like, wants me to succeed so bad mm-hmm. that he, and he's such a business mind. So he's been like, That's probably good for you to, like, be that side of you. Yes, because I am not. So, like, he helps me so much grow in the business aspect of it. And I'm so thankful every day for that because I I go to him all the time and it's like, Like, what is this? What do I do? Like the domain. Yes, yes. And he's like, you know, what's your cost? What's in there? And I'm always like, what's your overhead? I'm like, I don't know. You see, I have a couple Google Docs and I try to keep it organized. And my dad is the same way. He's... He just tells me, you got to scan all your receipts, you got to do this and this and this, and I just now opened a checking account for the business and stuff, but every step, I'm, my dad's like, you need to have done that a week ago, you know? Yeah, definitely, so I love that, I think it's great, but yeah, I just, I'm a metalsmith whenever I feel like it, and then, so I have a lot of markets now, so in the afternoons on Wednesdays and Thursdays, just Wednesdays and Thursdays now, but in August, Tuesdays too. I'll have my markets. I mm-hmm. usually start from, like, 4 and into 8. So I do that every day, too. I bug her sometimes. Yes, she I'll come and visits me. <laughs> Even when it's pouring down rain. She's come ride my bike over. Yeah, she rides her bike over. <laughs> I love the market. I, it was so funny. Yesterday, something just switched in my head, and I bought, like, five things from the market. She really did. I did. I bought peanut butter, barbecue sauce, guacamole. Oh, it's guacamole. A I cinnamon roll. It's so good. Is it? Yeah. It's so good. But the thing is, I have a whole new appreciation for small businesses and handmade things and mm-hmm. markets where before I was just like, oh, I could go to Fred Meyers and get that yeah, same I... price or cheaper. But now 
that you're doing it. Yeah, yeah you think about things differently. The guy that was selling the barbecue sauce was so happy when I bought it. He was so happy, and I was like, that just, it warms my heart. And I think people, re- like, get that. Like, yeah. when people buy the jewelry and see that, I'm just like, thank you so much. Like, I yeah. always appreciate the support. They're like, of course. Like, yeah. you know, it's... Because, and your stuff is super reasonably priced, too. For what you get, I yeah. feel like your stuff is not jacked up. No, because, you know, I think that is a problem with a lot of artists and jewelry artists, especially, mm-hmm. is... Well, because honestly, the the up the upsell on jewelry and you know retail is disgusting. Yeah, knowing how much silver actually costs when you melt you're it probably down, just like I. Yeah, it makes ridiculous. me want to throw up. Like yeah. I do. Like wedding rings, guys. Wedding rings. Like I could not tell you. Really, like, I didn't know that. Oh my god! And when people bring in their wedding rings to sell us, they literally like fight with us about it. No. And it's like. This is what it's worth. How, so wait, what's the difference? What's the markup? Like on you this? go spend like a ten grand on a ring. Yeah, we'll give you like three hundred dollars for no, it. I'm not no, I'm not even kidding you. If because uh, diamonds are nothing. What you can barely even sell diamonds. No way. Yeah, I, I thought diamonds were the ultimate. No, they aren't. No way. It's very like diamonds depreciate value <gasps> so easily and metals nothing you don't I mean you literally I mean my, my mind is blown right I know now. it's crazy and my dad like it's just has always like taught me about it yeah so, so anyway so because jewelry is so expensive in stores and I know how much it costs to even the metal within my rings and stuff yeah. I want everyday girls to wear my jewelry. Yeah. I, if I wouldn't spend that much on it, I'm not going to charge people that yeah. much for it. Mm-hmm. And so I keep my designs simple. Mm-hmm. I keep them genuine. I, my stones are always real. My metal's always authentic. But I don't, I'm not going to charge you yeah. a bunch for it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, I'll charge you for, like, the quality and the fact yeah. that it's handmade and that I put time and effort into it. But I'm not going to try and rip you I'm off. I'm not going to rip you off with yeah. my jewelry. I think that's so sad that yeah. that's the way. You know, but then there's the other end of it where cheap jewelry is so cheap. So it's like... You just undercut it. You <laughs> have this, like, really... It's really hard because I have, you know, I have customers that are like, you're giving away your jewelry. And then yeah. I have other ones that are like, that's ridiculous. But oh, it's like, yeah. those are the ones that are shopping at Claire's. And I yeah. I'm not selling Claire's jewelry over here, no you know? No more Claire's. You're yeah. not going Claire's. You know? And so I think people don't, like, people either only spend $5 on a necklace or are used to spending 100 on a mm-hmm. necklace and are willing to, you know? And I, I like to be in the middle. Yeah, I, I totally, it. I get that yeah. too. I see that from mm-hmm. your brand. It's definitely Because my really stuff's not cheap, but it's also not ridiculous. <coughs> you know. Oh, man. This oh. line just gets stuck in my throat. <laughs> I'm all fired up now about this whole wedding ring thing. So I'm just going to get a wedding band at a pawn shop then. I think that's the solution to this. Honestly, Buy the metal from a pawn shop. Buy the diamond for the pawn shop. Go have your ring literally designed by an artist. Still going to be a third of the price is what you buy it in stores. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll ever make rings? Wedding rings? You probably could. I mean, you could. I See, I think I think that once I perfect my skill a little more, I yeah. would be so nervous if someone came to me now. Well, especially I've never really worked with gold. I've, I'm oh, a silversmith. Right, yeah. Like, almost primarily a silversmith. So it's way, gold's way different than silver? It's not way different. It's just much more expensive. So oh. if you're messed... Like, I still mess up. Yeah. I mess up all the time. Yeah. So for me, it's like... Once I get to the point where I'm so skilled, I'm not messing up, then I'll feel more comfortable working with gold because it's just, it's expensive. You can't really mess up on it. Yeah. Huh. 
Because well, it's still expensive. It's but, just not that expensive that stores sell it for. Right, right. Okay, well, by the time I get married, which is probably going to be way down the line. I will make your ring hook for it you. Up. Yes, yeah, hook I it up. Yeah, I would love to. I, and again, I eventually I would love to because I do do so many customs. Yeah. That's one of my, like, largest selling yeah. areas is... And I love doing customs, yeah. so I'm sure one day someone will ask me for a wedding ring. Oh, and for I'll, sure. I'll put on my big girl panties and I'll do it. Get her done. Yep. <laughs> Growth right there. <laughs> what is your favorite gem? I'm curious to know. So I have traditionally always worn. And what do they mean? I know there's like meanings. Oh, there's right? so many meanings. They don't, I don't. I don't know all of them, but what is the overarching meaning of like? gems and stuff. I'm so, so out of it. Okay, so what I tell people, like, you know, everyone wants to say certain stones help with certain things. Yeah. And I, I do believe that, but ultimately it's the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Whatever you believe a stone's gonna help you with, it can help you with. <laughs> yeah. But like what I have found wearing something so organic and raw mm-hmm. is it creates clarity for me. Mm-hmm. And it creates this sense of like calmness that I really love mm-hmm. and but truly it's whatever you want it to be it's just like simple and it's yes. just getting back to the root the root it's simplifying you know, it's organic it's wearing something that the earth has naturally created yeah. and it's fantastic yeah you look at these rocks no two rocks are the yeah. same and they're so beautiful and magnificent and oh, the yeah. fact that the earth can make those things I think is the coolest part of all it's so cool and that's kind of what I try to represent in my brand is just the authentic genuine beauty of mm-hmm. the earth and what it can make and mm-hmm. I showcase the stones always I don't want to make this big flourish design mm-hmm. that takes away from it I always want the stone to speak the loudest in my pieces and that's why I go out of my way to find the stones that I do because they're what's important mm-hmm because my love for stones is what got me here. Yeah. Because my grandfather was an avid rock collector. Yeah. And I grew up rock collecting with him almost every weekend. And we'd find these ugly geodes that I just wouldn't understand because they looked like some rocks. Yeah. And I was just like, just a, Grandpa, yeah. why are we getting these? I don't understand, right? Yeah. And then we'd take them into his shop and he'd split them for us. And they'd be these gorgeous, gorgeous crystal formations on the inside. And it just made me, it just blew my mind when I was little. I just loved it. And he had this beautiful, beautiful collection of crystals and stones all in these glass oh cases. Did you inherit some of those stones that he had? or? Uh, that's, it's a heartbreaking story for me. But oh no. when he passed away, um, my, well, she wasn't my real grandmother, mm-hmm. but his wife. Um, I found out just a few years ago because I actually caught, she never talk to me again after he passed away. Oh, great. And I contacted her because I wanted to find, I, when I started getting into this jewelry thing, yeah. I was like, I want to go get his collection and try to get some of his rocks. Um, she gave it away. No, it. she gave it away. She didn't even sell it. She just she gave it gave away. She gave it away. Didn't ask any of our family if we wanted it. She just gave it away to some 4-H club. And I asked her, I was like, do you know what they did with them? Do you know what their names are? She's like, no, I don't know. I don't care. So I never got any of that. That's so sad. But what I started with was, um, I, so I had a, a rock box, like a collection of rocks, and I have to admit, when he passed away, I, I had a hard time revisiting them, yeah. because it was something that him and I shared very deeply, yeah. and I miss him still, so mm-hmm. um, I was just, like, digging around in my dad's warehouse one day, and I found my old rock collection, and it just, like, flooded me with all these really beautiful memories, and I found this little rock, this little geode, mm-hmm. and I loved it, and I just wanted to wear it really bad, and yeah. so I just went into my dad's warehouse, and found a spool of wire and I wrapped it and put it on a little little leather and um, that was the first piece I ever made and I loved it 
and I got so many compliments on it, and that was when I kind of started making stuff for people. Yeah. Um, but it all started with that, so. It's funny, because geodes and rocks and stuff, I feel like, are really in right now. They're yes. really popular. And it's weird, and. And you were on it before yeah, everyone else. Yeah, I was, and that's <laughs> the funny part, is, again, it's just, it's always just been this love of rocks for Yeah. Me. Like, I just love them, and. Yeah. So, I think that that's the foundation of my designs. And the brand. And the brand and everything. Yeah. everything. I just, you know, I love, I love me some rocks. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like the jewelry is, is a representation of your personality. Yes. And it's, yeah. I feel like that's when it works best. And that's what I try to do with my brand too, is just whatever I would wear, whatever I would want to wear. Mm-hmm. I try to, to make that. Yeah. Or embody that. I definitely wanted to embody yeah. me in a sense. Yeah. But it's almost like, the metal is just a way of holding the stuff. Like, I don't yeah. even, like, it's not, that's not the important part Mm-mm. to me. It's, like, I want, I just, how do you make a rock wearable? Mm-hmm. And this is the way to go. So, mm-hmm. this is how I'm doing that's it. That's how we <laughs> the wire and yep. just strap it up. Yep. <laughs> okay, so, on to the next question. Business-related or just craft-related, what is a lesson that you've learned along the way that you feel is valuable or has kind of changed your story for the better kind of like a learning lesson I think it like probably the biggest lesson I've learned is going back to just like don't doubt yourself Mm -hmm. you know just like don't because I've done that like so many times I still do that it sucks and it sucks but you'll get to the point where you stop Mm -hmm. and I think like if I could go back a year and tell myself not to doubt myself, I think I would be even further than I am now mm-hmm. because I did spend a lot of time thinking, like, um, is this the right thing? What are people going to think? Yeah, I always know? worry, like, what people are going to think, what which if sucks. I fail? Yeah. Like, what if I fail? <clears throat> then what am I going to do? I quit college for this shit. You yeah. Know? Like, what am I going to do? But now that I'm to the point where I have zero doubt about what I'm doing and mm-hmm. who I am, like, the growth I've made since is just, like, outstanding. Yeah. And I feel so much confident more confident in not even my jewelry making, but in who I am as a person. I feel that I know who I am. Yeah. I love who I am. Yeah. Like, I have this, like, really deep sense of self and self-love yeah. that it just, like, I feel like it just radiates. Like, I just, I love it. And it, I attract people that have that same thing. That's and, so weird you say that because mm-hmm. I feel the exact same way and I was, I almost forgot to bring that up, is the more honest I was about what I like to do and mm-hmm. what I want to pursue, the more like-minded people I found. Like, you. Yes, yes, right? You know what? Like, you we connect with the same people, town. but yeah. we never hung out. We no. never even knew who each other were. No. And that's the thing is like you just meet people along the way where you're like, how did I live without you? Yeah. Like this is fantastic. Yeah. And you grow these connections and yeah. And people start reaching out to you yes. and they're like, oh, that's so cool. Totally. And then it people all love makes what you're sense. doing and they want to be doing something else, yeah. but they don't have the confidence to do it themselves. Yeah. So it's like you build this community of people that mm-hmm. are just open-minded and growing and I think that is the most awesome part yeah is the people I've met through it oh you know completely the most yeah that's the best most rewarding thing is meeting the customers yes. meeting people who provide mm-hmm. you with the product mm-hmm. and just random people along the way that you would have never met and you just pick just, up and you're like join my gang you're like hey what's up <laughs> I know I met this seamstress in <clears throat> just some random part of Portland I found her on Yelp and she's the sweetest lady I've ever met exactly she's so cool and I'm like mm-hmm. I would have never even talked to you before mm-hmm. but it's so cool Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean the whole thing of just attracting people, like new friends, even our age who are doing the same thing we are. I mean, I went abroad with Christina, and mm-hmm. I didn't even know. You it's know, never too, you're never too old to make new friends either. Yeah. And like the more you find out who you are and who you want to be, like the more you find friends that end up sticking. They aren't just like fun friends to have around. They're like friends you have connections with that you. The circle gets wanna, yeah, yeah, the circle gets smaller for a long time, and then you start to rebuild and it. it. Gets, and yeah, and it gets like bigger, but like 
better. Better. Like, so much way better. better. Way more genuine. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that's the kind of, it's, like... It's not the, just people you went to school yes, with this whole time. It's yeah. friends that you're building something mm-hmm. with. That you're building... Yeah, it's all yeah. about, like, building something with people. Like, yeah. Let's, like, create together. Let's yeah. build something. Let's share ideas. You know, that's the kind of people I want to surround myself with. And those are the kind of people I have in my life. Yeah. My brother was just talking to me about that. Shout out, Dylan, if you listen to this. Dylan! Dylan! <laughs> um... He was saying how there's virtuous friends and then value friends. So value friends are just there, like your party friends, mm-hmm. your go to the mall friends, and the virtuous friends are friends that build you up and that support you and that mm-hmm. you actually have a, like a deep connection with. And that are there through thick and thin. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now my whole thing is all about virtuous friends and I trying love to build that, that. I've never heard of right? that. Right? I know. I was but like, Dill, spitting some knowledge. There are. They're like the girls I text to get happy hour with me. Yeah. Not you, but like, yeah. <laughs> hey, like, happy, happy hour. hour. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and then there are the people where it's like you know you just want to like sit around and like talk with me yeah or something. <laughs> and it's like you don't even have to talk you can just sit in a room and watch tv and it's not awkward no just and that's just what it me. is and yeah. yeah so yeah again just don't doubt yourself yeah do what you're gonna do and even if you fail at it that's okay yeah that's part of life you fail i fail so many times at different things you fail Feel like, a lot. It's okay. Yeah. I failed a lot. Like, a lot, you just, a lot. And I will continue to fail. Mm-hmm. Like, we will always fail, but we will also succeed in measures that are beyond what we could ever think of. And I think that's... I need to quote that. <laughs> I gotta quote that. You got on recording. I gotta, I gotta write that down. Okay, so a last question. So what kind of advice would you give someone who is uh, trying to figure out if their passion is something worth making their career... Or if it's just something that they should do on the side. So, like, if they like jewelry, they're deciding, should I quit my job and do it? Or should I just do it on the side? And I feel like that's a hard distinction to make. Because not everyone's cut out to be an entrepreneur or start their own business. But, I don't know. I've just, I've thought about that. Why are some people pursuing it 100% and then some people are are just too afraid to. I just don't know what kind of advice you'd give someone who's like, I'm too scared. And I don't know what kind of advice either besides that it's all just trial and error. Yeah. Do it, you know, the way I look at it is I was given up weeknight, all my weeknights were spent making jewelry because at the time I was working full time. So So I guess what I'd say is take a month, Mm -hmm. give up every single weekend you have, Mm -hmm. work every single night towards what you want to do. And if you still want to do it, and pursue it. Yeah. Because that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. It takes giving up that time. I was sitting in my bed and rather than just watching Netflix, I was making jewelry till 1am every oh, single yeah. night because that's the only time I could do it. Yeah. So it's kind of when you're willing to put in the extra mile to do it because yeah. you love it that much, mm-hmm. that's when you realize that it's something you should be doing full time and that it should be something that's not just a past, like a pastime thing. And it's almost more than full time because I, in my mind, I always think a nine to five is easier than... I'm thinking about than having it all your own the time. business. Yeah, because you're always you, thinking about it. Yeah, because you come out at five from a nine to five and you're just kind of done and just uh, watch TV or whatever. But yeah, so it, I mean, if you're just trying to make money and save up for a four hundred one or whatever, just you know, get a desk job, whatever. Do that, yeah, and just do that, and that's but, okay. Yeah, you know, that is for some people. Yeah, but and that's the thing is like I'm, you know, I'm answering emails at every night on Sundays. I'm in my studio on Sundays. You yeah, know? so it is. It's not, but also on. And another sense, you know, I get to sleep in some days. Yeah. And, you know, if I want to go get lunch with a girlfriend, I could do that on a weekday. Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah it's, but then, it's more organic. It's yeah. more organic, like, to have your work mixed in like that, I feel like, than to have a set It's more schedule. fluid, and yeah. I love it. Because, you know, and then on markets, certain, the night, Portland night market, that's Friday and Saturday night 
two of full days, four to eleven. But I have to get there at like noon. Yeah. So it's like you know, yeah, I'm giving up that weekend, but also the amount of people I met that weekend. But it's so fun. It's so fun. I have so much fun. Yeah. It's like it's not working. No. I love it. I, love I know. It. I rarely feel like I'm actually working. I call it work, but I'm just. It's not. It doesn't feel like work. It's not work. Yeah. It's more exciting because the I see the fruits of my labor. Yes. You know. You do. It's like. It's so different from a regular job because, like, every single day you see your growth and how it's developed. Mm -hmm. And more so with my jewelry, like, every design I make, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, had I thought I could make that a year year ago, I I would be like, you're kidding me. And so it's like I physically get to see my improvements. Yeah. Which makes it so amazing. Yeah. Because every day I see it, you know. Yeah. I I love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. I'm not going to keep you here any longer. Because you have a birthday party to go to. We've got to wrap it up. Seven-year-olds. But, <laughs> go seven-year-olds. <laughs> um, okay, so where can people find you and buy your jewelry? So, as of right now, which I'm hoping it will, like, obviously change to more places. I yeah. want to be in, like, boutiques in the Portland area. Mm-hmm. That's, like, my main goal at the end of the summer. When I'm done pushing my markets, I will do that. But, um... My website will be launched. We're working on this. It's a, it's a team effort. It's a team effort. But my website will be launched, and that's just going to be jadeforco.com. And if not, I am going to be at uh, Tunes on Tuesdays in Newburgh every uh, week in August. And I'm at the Westland Farmer's Market on Wednesdays and the Wilsonville Farmer's Market Wilsonville. on Thursdays. <laughs> yeah. And then, actually, I will be starting the Portland Saturday Market um, probably the month of August through Dang. December. And I don't know if I'll do it every single weekend, but I'll be doing it a lot. That's a crazy market. Yes. So crazy. And I got into it, and I'm real excited about it. Is it hard to get into that market? So what no one knows, which I don't know if you want to add this No, let's add it. What no one knows is that actually the Portland Saturday market that's on the waterfront side is a completely different market from the one across the street on the other side. So the Portland Saturday market's kind of a bitch to get into. But the Skidmore market, which is just across that big street, the big intersection, you know, that's called the Skidmore Market. And I feel like it's, it's prettier, too, because it's by the water. I love it. Well, the, well, the water is the Portland Saturday Market. Oh, okay. The other so side. Never mind. Okay, so, so yeah. So my side's not as pretty. Okay. But, but it's just a lot more lenient to get into. I not see. as much commitment. You can commit, and I probably will, but um, yeah. I've talked to some vendors, and I've gotten the contact information, so I'll be, once I'm done with my weddings and traveling, yeah. I'll be uh, doing that probably some Saturdays and Sundays. Cool. And so, but my, and Etsy? Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I think I'm probably going to discontinue my Etsy once yeah. I have my website up. But for right so now, Etsy for my the next Etsy, week. Yeah. So Etsy for the next week, which is just, again, Jade for Co. But, yeah. And, you know, haul up my Instagram because that's where I post, yes. like, most of my new designs and fun stuff mm-hmm. like that. But. Mm-hmm. In our collabs. We in shared a model last week. A collabs. We share models. We, we model stuff. each other's stuff. We do that. Until for the each real other. models. Yeah. So <laughs> until we're big time, we'll be modeling each other's yeah. things. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Hey, congrats on making it through the whole episode. If you liked it, make sure to subscribe. And if you really liked it, you can leave a review. If you didn't, then don't. I'm not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. Okay, well, I will see you guys next week. Hopefully next week we'll have a new one up. I'm not sure who it's going to be yet, but I'm sure they're going to be super cool. So, yeah, have a great week. Bye, guys. <laughs>